0: Hello, everybody! It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to the latest episode of the Liquid Football Podcast. Woo. Woo. Are we all excited for what was an extremely entertaining week of football, ladies and gentlemen?
1: I literally so hard it was great.
0: <laughs> literally, nothing, nothing, nothing happened.
2: <laughs> I think I, I think I ignored a lot of. I, I ignored a lot of football this week to the point that I actually like put myself into an alternate dimension where football was never invented. What's like? <laughs>
0: what what is that world like? Do we all, are we all like in spaceships and fucking? Like...
2: It was so much better. It was so much yeah. happier than this one, in, in particular because in that alternate universe, I was not an Arsenal or
0: a Seahawks fan,
3: mm.
2: <laughs> or both <Bose>
0: fan. <clears throat> Just throwing it out there, you know. How's it? How Finn Harps. Finn Harps are a great team, aren't they, Nil? Yeah. Oh, great lads from the goal, they are. Anyway.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> that, was, that was the response to that statement deserved. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so yeah, we do have a um, as full a show as we can get, really, from, from the slim pickings we have this week. Uh, but we are gonna start off with our Premier League rundown, and we are going from the tedium to the more interesting games of the week. And I, I'm saying that like as a preface because it's not much of a difference and um, from top to bottom here so we're gonna start off with the uh the scoreless draw of the week which apparently is traditional in the premier league uh it just so happens it was in the game where i kind of wasn't hoping it to be a score draw that being chelsea man united and um, i made the foolish mistake of watching this match it was horrendous oh, God. it was such a bad game um i really can't put it any finer than that and um, like it's, I, I don't know where to start with it. Like it literally was like a, two, two, a case of two teams who just didn't want to lose, and therefore just decided not to play football. It was a, it was a real shame.
1: Um, I I didn't watch this game, and I was reading some of the reports after this, which was just you know I was so glad that I didn't didn't pay attention because. Um, Man United and Chelsea I suppose would be our two kind of competitors in terms mm. of place in the league that's where I would kind of see Arsenal standard which may like based on the highlights clip and I have that um in, in inverted commas, <laughs> um I am so sad that it, that is our league bracket because oh my god just dreadful um and it kind of set up the weekend to be as drab and drab as it ended up being
0: yeah, like, it really set the tone. And it's like, it, it, it didn't mean to either. It's just like, yeah, just these these two teams are just, like, leaking goals. And now they, they've decided that today is the day they, they, they will not want to do that at any costs. So, like, if anything, two clean sheets are exactly what this team needed. But it was at the cost of a really horrendous game of football.
2: Yeah, yeah it was terrible. Only for a few pot shots by the Man United players. I mean, like, Mendy made a few mm. saves. But I think only one of them... Like Rashford's
0: one, you'd say could yeah. have actually Rash- them. Ra- yeah.
2: Rashford's one was good. I mean, I'll, I'll say, like, if you've paid 25 million quid for a goalkeeper to replace a 75 or 72 million pound mm. goalkeeper, though most of the saves were the type of saves where you're like, I would expect him to make that. I would be, except for the, the Rashford one, I was like, all right, I'm fine. That's yeah. a little, but even then, even that one, it was just like, it was like, go- yeah, it was a good save, you know. But the thing is, like, like Rashford hit it good, but Mendy was completely sighted the whole way. So like, hmm. if you can see it from, I'm like, ugh. the only way Rashford was scoring that is if he absolutely letterboxed it.
0: Yeah, know. that's it. Yeah, and but, and like I said, it, it, that was kind of the theme of the game. It was just like, just no, neither team did enough to win really. And again, that, that's a damn shame because like, like both teams, like again, like they obviously needed to win because they're well down the down the league table and kind of yeah. losing ground on the for, on the on the front so yeah, weirdly, again
2: unbelievably we're still ahead of man united
0: in the yeah. table. <laughs> it's like the table's weird lads let's not let's not acknowledge the table until november yeah like it's i, re- I remember commenting that like
2: like back in the olden days uh, papers go, didn't nice. even bother printing the league table until like game week 7 mm. um and i have a feeling that if this had happened back then they probably wouldn't have bothered printing it anyway but just for, like like. A gap where the table is going. Look, lads, just make it up yourself because it's gonna fucking change. <laughs> they,
0: were looking, they were like a grand reveal at Christmas to see yeah. who's the winning the league. Like it's just like oh oh oh, it's gonna be Leicester's year. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's it's weird. And the big talking point, obviously, uh, that we're going to drag out of this game until it's uh, dead and bloodied, is uh, did Harry Maguire deserve to be sent off? Uh, the answer was obviously yes. Um, great, let's move on then. So uh, our next game then is, uh, oh Christ, so many draws. Um, <laughs> Newcastle won, Wolves won. Um, what? This one was really, f- I, 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 watched it, I watched this one as well. Really funny game because uh, Newcastle had so many players unavailable that Steve Bruce was literally forced to play an attacking side. And there's nothing more hilarious than seeing Steve Bruce field a team that had six wingers in it having to play some of them centrally and then pretending not to be excited by his own team. <laughs> so fucking bad. Yeah, um, I,
2: I suppose the only, the only bad thing is is that he, he's not up against the last season's incarnation of Wolves. Mm. You know, Wolves seem to have gone really off the boil. Like when I saw the Newcastle team that Bruce had to field, I was like, holy shit. If they were playing the Wolves from even eight months ago, they were going to get fucking literally eaten alive. Yeah. Um but no this 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 um this incarnation of wolves just does not want to do anything.
0: Just it's a very, It's a very slow team. Is that my kind I, of vibe on it? Yeah.
1: I was wondering is this um did a lot of the players think they'd get moved to a big club um over the summer and now that's unsettled them. So like the likes of Jota got his mm. move away, Triore greased up Traore was i like touted to be moving away um,
0: we'll get the money out right now that's, that's a pity
1: um, but yeah no like they, they could be just unsettled from that that they need to kind of get their head out of their arses and kind of get back to mm. playing the football that won them all the games last year
2: I suppose so, but maybe like having won so many games and gone on a really great run, and having kind of nothing to show for it at the end, it's probably like trying to get them all motivated. I think there's just a total lack of motivation to kill themselves like they did last season, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's I, I think, think it's fun. a I think it's a tactical thing because when I look at the team, I've I, I can't help but notice how slow their central midfield is because they normally play Neves and Butinho together, and they're both pretty much the same player, you know. Just the difference is that one is ten years older than the other. So, like when you have like Neves, who's like twenty-four, playing as slow as Matinho does, that's not really great. You know, you hope no him, be, him be a bit, bit more active. That's why they have size playing in there now because he actually takes about ball and runs with it. You know, it, it's weird to say about a team with as many
2: pacey wingers or as many pacey players as they do to turn around and go, oh, they need pace.
0: Yeah. But he pace in the centre of the midfield, whereas yeah. like elder faster fast guys are on the wings, and so crowded out there because you'll have like again you'll have Soneido and fucking Trioria, and whatever the fuck. Take a it's...
2: take a leaf out of Steve Bruce's book and field your wingers in the
0: middle. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> I mean, if Steve Bruce can do it, literally anyone else can. and but, um, the two that... goals were at least good. Like Jimenez's goal was a cracker. Like yeah,
2: yeah, Jimenez's... that was Yeah, good. Him... yeah, Jimenez can crack one in. But um, and ultimately, I. I... It was just a really drab game and I actually think we've actually, we've kind of
0: spent more time on on it than we really should have. (laughs) We really have it, I know, it's gas. That's why I feel so bad for pundits now during this week. I'm like, so uh, Patrice, um, chickens, what do you think of chickens? Um, (laughs) You know, it's just, oh, terrible. Uh, The Monday Night Football then um, was just as drab as the rest of the weekend. We had a 1-0 win for Spurs against Burnley. And... Again, not much of saying, it's Son and Kane did things. Uh, Burnley were in the game, in fairness, they just didn't fucking score. Um, but again, it's, a, it's another win for Spurs on their um, undeniable run as of late. Uh-huh. Sure, well, let's go with that. Um, there's really, there's really not much to say about this game, lads. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, it's very slim pickings. Uh, Absolutely. likewise,
2: like they, were, they were up against uh, probably the most toothless team in the division,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even then, they gave him a fairly hard working, in fairness, like that. Yeah, yeah. so Spurs, spurs and
2: was, on... was easily the busier of the two keepers, mm, for sure. And even then, not by much.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, the game that happened before then was uh, Brighton won, West Brom won. It this did have some football in it, but unfortunately, it was behind the paywall, so nobody saw it. Um, which is which is <laughs> a shame. Uh, pretty like, again, based off highlights, you'd oh, probably you probably see Brighton uh, sorry, should have
2: Speaking won. of paywalls, because I'm like, it's far more interesting than whatever the fuck happened in this game mm. so, yeah the next arsenal game has been moved behind the paywall
0: oh, oh that was you and sheffield game. isn't
2: it yep arsenal oh. sheffield is the it's gonna be your second one <sighs> because, uh, the last game was a paywall game wasn't it yeah.
0: yeah yeah i think that's the sheffield's third game in a row now that's behind the paywall poor bastards um, but yeah again Brighton played really well but only had the one goal of the show for it and West Brom kind of pickpocketed them in the end but it was again they look a lot West Brom looked like a lot better team now that they got Grant in they kind of want it was a bit late into the season but they did get him in and it kind of shows like shockingly when you have a really good number nine up front team plays a lot better and yeah rule number one of Premier League football is don't have Charlie Austin as your only striker who knew that would work yeah <laughs>
2: I think so. The rule number one, as well, is like play to your strengths, or yes, you know, pay, try and try and deal with your weaknesses. And West Brom definitely had a weakness with uh, output.
0: Yeah, so that's it. That's is it. definitely going to help him with that. Mm. Yeah, he's he's very prolific. I have to say, even even a team as as weak as Huddersfield, he was scoring goals like nearly a goal a game. So that's damn good. Yeah. And um,
2: also, the second rule as well is uh, don't score uh, own goals. Yes. Yeah, go. that
0: very, very yeah, That is also very very important. <laughs> we'll have like a i'm sure they'll have like a little like chalkboard next time just to be sure you know their goal not our goal kick it in the goal i think that's kick it in the goal fairly simple instructions and <laughs> um, so then our um our next game then which was a bit of a local derby has to be said it's a uh, Fulham palace and um, pretty much Wilfred zaha run the show again really and um,
1: Again, I didn't watch this match, but um, I didn't need to because all I saw on my timeline was why didn't we buy Zaha? Zaha. We got Pepe instead, and (laughs)
0: yeah, (laughs) for more money. (laughs) Let by the way, look, we nearly double the price.
1: Let's move on from that, Jonathan.
0: No, let's not. (laughs) The, again, if, if there's any consolation if you want that, at least some element of Schadenfreude that Wilfred zaha for his own goal and um, pretty much feel babbed himself on the on the post uh, he, he kind of protected himself a little bit but yeah he pretty much like like knocked his knees off the post which Ooh. is uh, a sore one I'm sure you'll agree yeah, but, um,
3: yeah.
0: but yeah and um, again typical story for Fulham they look good but not good enough for Premier League so like they'll score a goal they might do something but they, they're gonna get relegated still. Um,
2: yeah, it's fixed. The defense. The defense is fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, it is. It's atrocious. Um, and it's only going to get worse, really, when they get up to go up against some actual competition. Um, let's move on then to our top five, if you can call it that. Um, Arsenal nil Leicester have... one. <laughs> I was about to say you're not going to call this top five for sure. Um, Leicester kind of hoodwinked lads, really, didn't they?
1: Oh, they played us like a fucking fiddle. Um, we um played. Well, in the first half, like it was seriously good. Like we were putting them under pressure, and they purely played the counter attack. They waited until we were fucking exhausted from playing all the tick attack passes around doing nothing, and then they brought on Verdi. And as soon as he came on, I was like, right, we're losing this. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely losing this. Like maybe they would eke out a draw, you know, if they hadn't have brought on Verdi. But bringing on Verdi got them the win. It was just Brendan Rogers, done us.
2: No I, I, I said we were going to lose this when we brought on Mustafi.:
1: Oh well, yeah, that didn't help the matter, yeah, yeah. That's...
0: No, six like... of one and half dozen of the other.
1: <laughs> and I really, think because... this might come into it later, but he um, he got offered a new, after the calamitous defending that <laughs> went like allowed Vardy to score, um, he was offered a new contract and then rejected it.
2: Yeah, which I, I, just, I
1: don't know which is worse to be honest
2: it's sort of like yeah you, you're, you're being given what you want but by like the person you absolutely hate the most in the world and would happily see them getting run over you know so it's kind of like yeah I don't want them to stay at Arsenal but the fact that he rejected it and I'm going fuck it whatever ends just by the means whatever but in any case yeah he, he was so fucking terrible like it, it was ridiculous and the goal just typified why, like we, we really need to stop playing him. I'm like, I, I don't care who, like, play a fucking young defender. Yeah, they're gonna cost you points, but they'll learn. He yeah. does not fucking learn. He never learns. He's not going to learn. He's so bad. He's so fucking bad. And the goal is tip. Of, the goal is typical. We're defending quite well, right? So we've got the flat foot back four line. And Gabriel moves out to cut off the runs. Um, I think it's Madison who's coming in or something like that, but Madison's up there alongside. Just He's playing quite behind there. So he's going to... And that's grand, because he's marking a guy and he's cut out a run. So that's perfect. And he realises that the only thing that we're vulnerable to there is a ball over the top. Because if they try and run straight, he's got them. If they try and move to the wings, you've got Tierney and Bellerin. However... It's just a simple ball over the top to Vardy, and that's what we're vulnerable to. So he turns to Mustafi and goes, cover the space. You cover that space. That ball over the top either gets to you first, or you've got him tracked. Cover the space. And Mustafi just stands there looking at him going, what? Walking, walking. He's walking around. as the opposition are attacking with the ball. He's walking. Ball over the top. Vardy gets in. One pass later, boom. Ball's in Mm. the net. And he's just going like... What in the fucking earth happened there? And then you realise... Right. There's only two reasons why he didn't do what Gabriel told him to. One is, he didn't realise uh, what Gabriel was thought, was saying. As in, like when Gabriel says, cover the space for the ball over the top, he didn't mm. actually realise that we were vulnerable to the ball over the top because he's such an expert defender. In which case, he should never
0: play for us again. Bear in mind, by the way, that, the re- that when that's happening, Genghis Under is literally running at him yeah. with the ball coming over from Tielemans. So you yeah. can see the ball coming over. You can see the winger running, charging at your line. Yeah. And Vardy's yeah. making the diagonal run. So yeah. all this, I, I, I must have his position. You can see all three of these things.
2: Yes. Yeah. So he's just like, when Gabriel Turner-Fallon goes, cover the space, he goes, he probably just thought, oh, well, for what? But well, What do you think is going to happen Oh. Oh, that? Oh.
0: Yeah. Womp, womp. <laughs>
2: or, and the second one is he just saw the, saw the request and went, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, don't,
1: yeah, don't
2: care about That, <laughs> you know, so they're same things. He's either fucking stupid to the point of you should never play again, mm-hmm. or he's negligent to the point where you should never play again. Either way, you should never play again.
0: He's goes me f- here. Is there anything wrong with Saliba? Is there any reason fucking why Saliba hasn't been in?
1: Um, there is chat about uh, his dying and him not um coping well with the move away from home and having mm. that um yeah. happen. He's only okay. nineteen as well, like that is a big deal. So I, I think mentally he's not um ready. I suppose um mm. they tried to get him out on loan and it didn't work out. So they tried to loan him back out into France and it didn't work out in time. So um uh, he's kind of stuck. This no man's hand of uh, he's not going to get a certain game because he's not training well enough and he's not getting game time abroad with another team. So it mm. is just kind of worked out as really
2: unfortunate. Really unfortunate, and really quite bad because that'll be 40% of his contract gone um, by the time he theoretically will start a game for us next season. Um, in the meantime, Leicester uh, signed the guy who played alongside him uh, alongside him at Sanetien for Mm. and he's been playing a fucking blinder and I'm going to yeah.
0: <laughs> pick the wrong guy lads what the fuck like you know yeah. so yeah um,
2: yeah so that's that's basically it it's a, it's a tale of a clown i mean we, we play louise all the time and he's a fucking clown as well but i understand why louise i don't like it but i understand why louise gets his games he offers you quite a lot going forward and he does have a great passing range um like Mustafi gives you nothing. He gives you nothing but heartbreak, nothing but mistakes. Mm. It's just so bad,
0: so yeah. bad. So yes, uh, let's move on then. So uh, to our Liverpool game of the week, which was a two-one win against Sheffield. Uh, a little bit of shenanigans in this, but ultimately it was probably one of the better games of the of the weekend, really. And um, I suppose from a Liverpool standpoint, we had a, we basically have like a plan B for uh, dealing with the likes of Van Dijk and, and so forth out missing. And that's a change formation. So what we've actually done is we're, where, we, where we normally play a 4-2-3, we're now putting Jota up in the front. And it's going 4-2-3-1 with Firmino. And it's okay. I'm not a fan of it generally because it makes us very slow and, and like tedious. But I can see why we're doing it. It's to try and control games and keep us on the front foot. Uh, especially when you still have Salah and Mane just banging in goals. like that, Like That's just a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, Sheffield and, uh, did play Bobby very. Firmino,
2: Firmino chipped in on one as well. Today.
0: Yes, yes, that important. should keep Liverpool Twitter quiet for another week. Um, but, but by and large, like Sheffield did play really, really well. Uh, to be honest with you, there is such a shame they're only a point in the game in the season because they deserve more than this. Um, like they, their midfield was quite good. Berge had a good game. Um, McBurney had like Gomez like tormented. All game, which is not really, not really a shocker at this stage. Gomez, Gomez, as I mentioned, has been pretty poor this season, and um, they yeah, got a penalty uh, out of it.
2: He's kind of like Samson after he got his hair cut.
0: Kind of, yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. That's what
2: that's what Van Dyke represents to him.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, I can see that. Although, in fairness, when he was there, it wasn't making much of a difference. But um, but even okay. then, like, uh, so they got the penalty, and it was a, a bit unlucky in our on our standpoint. But after seeing it back, I see, yeah, fair enough, it is. Technically in the box, so I, I can't really complain about it. Um, and we did, we did get back to it in the end and got a goal disallowed. Like by and large, it was a re- it was a, a, re- a win we kind of needed, basically just kind of keep the the pressure on and keep our momentum going. And I suppose the main positive for us uh, out of this game is Jota. He looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, way,
1: you got a good one there.
0: We really did. Like I didn't expect him to gel with everyone so quickly. Um, but he like genuinely when he <clears throat> when he's on as a sub like uh, normally for someone like Salah or Mane he like plays almost exactly like them the exact same pressing nature with the ball dribbling he's he's fantastic and again one of the bonuses of this new setup is that we can play him along with these three so like in a way the logic is like defense best or attack is best form of defense but the formation is still quite stiff at the back you know so it allows us a bit of uh, a bit of coverage. And um, we'll see how long that goes because like, we're, we're still losing players everywhere in the centre. So I don't know how long it's going to last. We'll see how it goes. Um,
1: we we kind of knew this was going to be the case with COVID. We seen mm-hmm. it in the Bundesliga coming back. And we knew from uh, like over the summer when the league re- resumed that like the muscle injuries and the injuries like, are piling up. And yeah. it's whoever has the squad depth to deal with it, I suppose, is going to do the best.
0: Yeah, I, I think that kind of explains the likes of Man City at the moment, because even though they have like an incredible like top fifteen players, really when you look at it, that's the, the well gets very thin like fairly quickly. Like you even saw the bench layer against West Ham, there's still only like youth players on that bench, really. And we're kind of going the same route now, except we have like a lot a lot of our depth is up, is forwards as opposed to defenders. Um, but again that's kind of a, a, a deliberate choice really from Liverpool. Um, so yeah, we're kind of getting to that point as well now because I think I think I saw there the muscle in- injuries are like thirty three percent up from last season, and that's only like five or six weeks in. It's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, pretty much yeah.
2: it actually it tallies up with the the medical data that the German leagues put out when yeah the restart kicked in last year, or oh, well this year whatever hmm. <laughs> when the restart kicked in, um, and they the Bundesliga was seeing like a, a roughly around about forty five percent increase in muscle injuries so mm. yeah the, the data is just basically doing what data does and it's following it yeah that's so, it yeah, so we're getting we're getting loads and,
0: and again it kind of shows that kind of proof that like maybe perhaps having, having the less games this season is the most positive thing you can have because like yeah. let's face it a, a team like liverpool any europa league team for example is gonna be facing 45 games this season and um, you guys are kind of lucky in the sense you didn't have to qualify for it but like the Spurs, for example, would have been on for maybe fifty odds if they if they keep going for the cup. Well, you know
2: what I was saying there is like, yeah, I mean, like you say that, but like Spurs often look actually quite a bit better hmm. for having. It's, it's kind of similar. We spoke of this podcast before around Liverpool's season last season, when I was saying that there was such huge congestion with the Club World Cup, and you're basically just saying, oh, we just did he use the extra games as a kind of warm weather training camp because it was out Mm. in fucking dubai yeah i think actually kind of Spurs have done the same thing as well this season they look a lot better having played more games now obviously there's a bit of a blip (laughs) (laughs) uh, when it comes to europa league um and some other games as well but like you know they absolutely tonked manchester united and Man you are doing really well in the Champions League right now. They've beaten PSG, they've beaten disgustingly sugary flavored energy drink <laughs> Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's mad. Like you can we can say things that like there is a huge fixture congestion. I think it's fi- fixture congestion yes. as opposed to playing loads of games. You know, you can play 45, 50 games a season. And it's still being, you know, you can be okay as mm-hmm. long as the game, you've got adequate space or rotation. And I think it's it's telling that when a lot of teams don't have good rotation.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that because like, yeah, because I suppose like if you get in the habit quicker of playing two games a week, that natural kind of match fitness is there and the sharpness is there. Yeah. But again, it's always that thing like, it, it depends on the personnel you have. Like it's it's, gra- it's okay for us with the likes of say Salah and Mane who are rarely injured. They are fucking like thoroughbreds. But if you're comparing that to it, with Kane, who does have pretty much an annual ankle injury, and Son, who like is is actually quite fit himself, so he's okay.
2: Son's to... Son some kind of mad cyborg.
0: Oh like yeah, him. he's incredible. Um, but then again, like I said, that's always the, the point. Like the, the Son and Kane partnership is brilliant. Now, when those two are fit and they're they're healthy, but if one of them goes down, that's when you can see the the kind of like the the rhythm of the t- of the team is thrown off. Well, it
2: depends if it's Kane that goes down. That machine pretty much takes over quite well anyway. If it's mm. lawn that goes down, the whole thing fucking grinds to a halt. If nobody else does what he
0: does, yeah, exactly. And that kind of proves why they lost last night as well because Son wasn't there. He was he was rested. So yeah, proves prudent. Uh, let's move on then to our top three then. Um, so uh, Carlo Ancelotti's Everton have officially not won the league, lads. Um, they they lost their first challenge, which was uh, Christ. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Could, like fucking hell like what a way to fuck
0: your run-up yeah, yes like, with a glorified 2-0 loss to Southampton <laughs>
2: going down oh. ab- abysmally to Southampton with 10 men mm-hmm. um again so uh it seems like Ange- is I don't know what he's doing he must be doing the old racehorse trick of like you know Pushing like cloves of garlic or, or cloves of <laughs> horseradish up there, up his
0: players' arses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: The mental image of him trying to do that to Seamus Coleman and him just getting kicked in the face every single time just that that's wonderful. I love, I love that.
2: <laughs> I what's happening? Like, they're people.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm half expecting. Do you ever see the film Any Given Sunday? About funny enough, we were talking about the NFL before we started this the The film Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino in it.
1: I have not, oh, no, it's not that. I, I've heard of it. I've no, it's heard not
2: of that. It. it's uh, the movie The Last Boy Scout with uh, Bruce Willis again, it's about, no. like a gambling ring in the NFL. And okay. the, the opening scene is a player who's basically up to the tits in gambling debts and needs to score a touchdown in the game. So he takes a whole load of PCP and runs out on the pitch. And as he's making like his touchdown run he pulls out like a fucking 32 and shoots for the defenders in the head. <laughs> and it gets, to, it gets guns down another defender and then gets to the ending and then he just goes, hey, lives a bitch. And then blows his own head off. Jesus I'm Christ! I'm half expecting one of the Everton players to start doing that as well. Like he's fucking, he's got them made up. They're ready to kill. Mm. Uh-huh. Like, they are racking up those red cards.
0: Like they are racking them. But it's such a it's such a detriment because like they've done so well with the by kind of sticking to the same eleven each game like that eleven the eleven they have is a very strong Everton eleven. The problem is though when they're forced to rotate and change players in, oh wow, the drop off is something fierce. Like yeah, um, Sigerton, my god, like he is a shadow of himself. I know we've said this since he's joined Everton, but it was so noticeable when he was slotting in for I think Alan, I think it was, um, and. Yeah. And like it was, just, it was, it was so bad, and um, like Calvert Lewin had. Oh, sorry, no, he was he was nothing for Richarlison because Calvert Lewin didn't have a strike partner, and um, and he's just it just was nothing there. Like he was he was he was a passenger, and um, likewise with the with with the Holgate as well. He wasn't great. So it's just kind of the story of that Everton team. Like they, they will be great if they have that eleven players on, but otherwise, like yeah, that's like if if you're losing even one player out of that team. Like, how can your rhythm disappear so quickly? Like, it's bizarre.
2: Yeah, they got a bit of good news in that Dignay won't be out for three games. Only yeah, it want. got reduced, yeah. He, he got it reduced because it, it was kind of like an accidental... Hmm. I think he just stood on... Was it Walker, Walker Peters? Walker Peters, yeah, yeah. He kind of just stood on him accidentally. And uh, looking at the replay, it was actually completely accidental. I don't think he was even looking in the same direction as Walker, Walker Peters was. He was kind of like going, "Well, oh, what? Oh, oh, fuck. Where did you come from? Um, <laughs> so. so, yeah, so he'll just miss the Newcastle game this weekend. But even then, like, who the fuck have they got? Like, they've got Richarlison out. Um, Rodriguez is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got, they don't, do they have the two Jameses? Are they both Jameses out?
0: I think Holman is nearly back. I think James will be back for, because I think James passed fit for the Hampton game. Um. So I think he's okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the big loss is Richardson and Coleman as far as I know. Um, so they're going to be missing that kind of like that wide threat anyway. Um, which I suppose is not a disaster against Newcastle because Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's nothing to defend in that. In that, So, um, yeah. like, <laughs> it's probably a good thing that they actually do have their central midfield back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: but that was it. I mean, like, they were so undercooked that Ings pretty much just tore them apart. Yeah. And, um, Ings didn't score, but set up both goals. Mm-hmm. So, he is um, so
1: good, and I'm like, I, I don't like to admit it because I never put him into my football team. Because any time I did that last year, he did nothing. Um so it really annoys me when he does stuff because I refuse to put him into my team because he let me down so many oh, times. absolutely! That.
2: Yeah, I did it, the exact same thing that happened to me. I t- for this game week, I took Vardy out and put in Calvert Lewin. I'm going, oh you <laughs> oh.
0: motherfucker! Oh, that's a bad miss. So not
2: only did Vardy score, um, but Calvert-Lewin apparently didn't get a touch inside saint box until the 64th minute. And even then, he wound up getting double teamed by two defenders. <laughs> so the ball trickled out for a throw. That was his first touch. His first touch turned out to him, It came to him completely, like literally completely isolated.
1: Oh, um, yeah, no, it was... Yeah, a bad week had football yet again. So I think I'm just gonna give up on it totally.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep.
0: That's great. I love it. Uh moving on then to uh our second uh I guess you can call it second most prominent game of the weekend. Man city, Man city dropping points to West Ham. Or rather, should I say West Ham dropping points to Man City. Um it's that's a bit of banter there for the for all the Liverpool fans in the in the room. But um <laughs> So honestly like uh, Michel Antonio um, why is he not in the England team and why is uh, Gareth Southgate racist deal uh,
2: He
0: doesn't play <laughs> <laughs> Waited question I know
2: <laughs> uh, Yes Antonio doesn't play for a top big six side so he's yeah. not going to yeah. fucking pick him and he doesn't ha- he's not generating the huge amount of ridiculous headlines um, that any other player does I'm like sure fucking he, Southgate barely, barely plays Grealish for fuck's sake, you know, no. I mean, and Grealish has been ripping it up, um, so fuck no, so I'm like, mm. in all fairness, I've, I have since stopped trying to second guess why Southgate does anything, yeah, um, because fucking, like, whatever he does generally doesn't seem to make any sense or have any kind of grounding in reality, mm. um, but yeah, but any case, one of the main reasons why he probably won't be feeling Antonio is that he's out for a month now because he's picked up a hamstring injury in this game. <laughs> <laughs> he so, died for our sins. That,
1: that was heartbreaking because I was genuinely enjoying watching him play football. And he he's entertaining. Yeah. And I heard someone say that he's not an out and right, out and outright number nine at all. Oh. And he doesn't play like that. I and mean, it's actually just... He kind of reminds me of Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez, when we used to put him up front, mm. um, but like with a lot more physicality, um. So it's kind of like when Arsenal ladies put up Louise Quinn when they used to be desperate for a last minute goal just yeah. for pure physicality, uh, mixed with Alexis Sanchez, um, yeah. That that would be, and that, I think that's just a winning combination. But yeah, no, he's yeah. out injured, hamstring, um, and I would be worried about how West Ham deal with that. Because yes. who did they bring on? Um, it
0: would be Haller, uh, I presume.
1: And uh, Haller did come on, but they also brought on someone else who I actually think had more loose passes and more like than actual controlled passes. Or like had some ridiculous, like the ball bounced off him more times than he actually passed it. Like some ridiculous <laughs> that, like that. And I can't think of his name right now. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, Yar Melenko.
0: Oh, it would have been the Armalenko, yeah, that, that checks oh, Jesus.
1: out. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, he does yeah, not look yeah. like it would have pre- been
2: yeah, West Ham. I'm looking I'm just looking at the lineups now. West Ham only made two subs. One was Hallert and the other was Yarmalenko.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, Makes um yeah. Yeah, Yarmalenko was gash. Um and I think West Ham could have gone on to like proper do damage to City there um had the injury not happened. Yeah. yeah pretty it's... much.
2: Although have to be said, fucking you're gonna score if you're gonna go off injured after scoring a goal, this is the goal you score before you go yeah, off. Yeah, oh my yes. god. It what was a fucking yeah. proper style overhead. Get in there, my son. Yes. Uh, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Fucking great. Absolutely fucking great. Um only to be pegged back, ha- pegged back by a player that City kind of don't want really. <laughs> Foden, uh, Foden, yeah. So he, do not like him He's hard. He, they've they've been really blown. They blew massively hot and cold on him for the last two years, and mm. only now that he's pretty much there, he's starting to be one of their very few consistent threats. Yeah, and they're like, mm, we, we only they're generally they're only playing Foden because everybody else is gack.
0: Um, well, let's be fair. Like the the the, the catchphrase they have is, and this is the way Man City kind of operates, is that like, oh yeah, Phil Foden is here and he's a natural replacement for David Silva. Shit, that means we can't sign somebody who's a natural replacement for David silver Fuck, yeah, we've got all this money out here and we can't yeah, spend exactly. it. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's the problem. I think that's kind of why they don't really, they're yeah. not really hugely rated. They probably will now, obviously, because he's playing well and obviously going to make hay when the sun is shining. But um. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why is because he was sort of stopping them from buying someone else.
0: What, what's your thoughts on this Man City team? Because they really look ropey, don't they? Like, granted,
2: there's no, they, there's no consistency, and they're terrible yeah. in defense. They're absolute. That defense is garbage. If they, mm. they're they're hoping Diaz the will click, um, but uh, they're still they're still playing guys like Stones. Cancelo Cancelo is atrocious. <laughs> yeah, no, I know Stones wasn't on there, but, like, they've got Garcia is the other guy as well. So, mm-hmm. Garcia and Diaz, and I'm just like, oh, what the, f- like, what?
1: Like I said in the last podcast, like, they're looking at Ruben Diaz, like, he's the second coming of Christ, like, and it's like, mm, lads, don't get your hopes up
2: there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've, they've well cashed in on the Diaz thing, they even the number three, so...
0: That that yeah. that means he's that means he's golden. It's like he's, yeah. that's that's one away from four, and four is Vincent Company's number. You know, if he gets yeah. better, you know, he gets upgraded. You know, that's how it works. Exactly. Well, then, yeah. Although
2: in all fairness, the number five is stones. So what the uh,
0: well, that's, that's going too far. You see, it's like the, it's like the too hot, too cold principle. You know. Yeah. Um, I will
2: say one thing uh, from this game. Uh, I was very, very impressed by Cancelo. Cancelo really had the run of him. And I think if uh, he had a lot more bite up front. Mm. they could have made a lot because he was ma- he was making hay uh, on his side, like he was fucking cutting it up. But in any case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a takeaway. I, I still don't get yeah. how like a team that is like like blessed with the financial money that they have, the the boot the 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 body they can be in the transfer market, and are still such a threat bear side, like they they they're gone into the team with like Aguero and Jesus as their only strikers, and then they have to kinda of, they play this woe is me card when they both of them are injured. It's like it's almost as if having two injury prone strikers and no one else is a bad thing in your squad, lads. Yeah, they no. just
2: kind of try and they just kinda of try and soldier uh Sterling up there up front, you know. Mm. Um it's i like the lap wasn't even on the bench for this one. No. Um so yeah, like I mean I'm looking at the bench now, they had, Zinchen- Zinchenko as well. They've got Zinchenko as well. He's not any good. Um, De Bruyne, he's okay. I <laughs>
0: heard, I heard he's <laughs> decent. I heard he's decent.
2: Yeah, uh, Torres. I think Torres will come on good, but he's just not. He's not going to have a good first season. Yeah, he's getting there. Um, he will get there. Yeah, And Foden came off the bench as well. Actually, Foden came off like four or five minutes before he scored. So, like, you know, yeah. it's just it's mad. It's just it's maddening inconsistency, and they're still crap at the back. You
0: know yeah they just don't see it, really
2: it wasn't for the fact that they're one of the few uh, top six with like a really good keeper mm-hmm. you know if like if Ederson wasn't any good if Ederson was like any other 50 60 70 million pound keepers we could name um <laughs> they'd be in trouble but now like he's actually pretty solid and he's keeping do them.
1: You... I have a question there for you lads um okay. would um do you think the inconsistency is coming from Pep's uh, kind of want-awayedness from City. I feel like he wants to get away from City. Um, And I feel like he's kind of lost the dressing room a bit.
2: Not really. I think the inconsistency pretty much is across the... Funnily enough, I actually think you've got two points that you've made there. And I actually think both of them are... Right. Yes. And, uh, I do think he wants away, but not because. But I don't think the inconsistency is a symptom of it. I think the inconsistency is a symptom of COVID. The fact that no team has had a preseason, everybody's up in the air, and um, there's no. They're playing into completely empty stadiums. The players' heads are fucked. Um, that's that's why I think because every every team's massively inconsistent. I mean, for fuck's sake, if you want to look at inconsistency, Everton are top of the league now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it—it's it, not, but I do think. He, so I don't think the inconsistency is because he wants away, but I do think he wants away. And um, mm. the telenovela okay. at Barcelona is starting to kind of get to its uh, the the zenith where the you know the bride's third cousin shows up at the wedding and declares her love for the
0: groom. Um.
2: <laughs> that,
0: I love I love the literal soap opera you have written for Barcelona <laughs> it
2: very fucking much is, because uh you know the the presidency is changing and almost every single presidential candidate that's coming up has been asked about head coaches and almost all of them have said oh yeah my first my my, the first thing i want to do when i get into the job is try and get guardiola back
3: Mm.
2: so they're gonna go hard they're gonna go hard in for that um, Guardiola probably hasn't really enjoyed his Premier League dalliance as much as he thought he would, he's still garbage when it comes to Champions League yeah. he still can't fucking yeah. do it and um, yeah I think with Barcelona in such absolute tatters absolute fucking tatters um, they'll get him back and they'll go look we'll give you cap blanche they will they will make all the illegal shit that they do normally to sign players to get money mm. for fucking players So they're going to fucking they're going to go camora on this shit and they're going to yeah they're just going to let him build the team that he wants
0: it yeah it's it's a funny it's a fascinating question you asked Everett about because like I, I i couldn't help but feel the same way looking at the city side in the in the, not even this game but in the last few games they've had they don't look they they don't have the same kind of like the 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 anger that they play with you know like when they're playing that this beautiful football they're doing it with such speed and like um velocity in a way and it just doesn't seem to be there anymore and I, yeah,
2: I, I, it's, it's not there with any of the teams uh, oh yeah no I,
0: i'm i'm agreeing with you on that but what i'm saying is that like it's very, it's so obvious in the city team because that's kind of the way they play that is their their hallmark and when that's not there then it's very very abundant you know so uh mm-hmm. Uh, Okay granted I think you can put a lot of that down to the circumstance but I think a good percentage of it is the fact that Guardiola isn't really that motivated anymore. I think he does want to like perhaps go to a different challenge or perhaps just like for me personally I just think he just wants to write off this season in particular and then focus on next season and I think a lot of big clubs are going to be like that you know because Chelsea got players to bet in same with United same with Arsenal same with Liverpool really when you look at it they just want to coast through this season and then hopefully back to normal with 2022. Obviously that's not going to be the case because it's going to be a serious problem for years. So uh, in that sense, I think Guardiola could very well leave this season. I don't know if he'd go to Barcelona. I feel like he would just take a year off like he normally does. And I think City are kind of worried about like who they could get in to replace him. They've had this constant conversation, like mooted conversation that they have a like a somebody, a successor at the club already, which is uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. And they've been talking this guy up constantly oh, about yeah. he is the next like uh, like tactical prodigy that you're gonna see in world football. But of course they say that about Thiago Mata and he tried to play a goalkeeper as a centre back. So not everybody is a tactical genius, I'm just saying. Um so like so in that sense, like I think there is a part of, of City of thinking like it's is it a stick or twist situation? Should we allow Pet this, this like this time to to get the team working or does he would he rather stay, you know? Um, or, rather, or would he rather leave? Indeed, um, it's it's so hard to tell. I don't know if that's affecting the players. I think there's there's mitigating circumstances, but there's certainly two things going on in the City, and that's them. You know, they don't have the rhythm that you get from pre from a really hardcore preseason with Guardiola, and Guardiola himself doesn't really want to fix this. He just wants to let it fucking go, let it happen, and let it solve itself. And whoever wins wins. You know. Yeah. So that's the way I do it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good question though. It's a nice little, nice little debate there. Um moving on then to our main event of the evening, which was the uh, the Friday night football that we were uh, talking over <laughs> last week. Um it is uh, Aston Villa nil, Patrick Bamford three. Oh, the rise,
2: of, the rise of Bam crazy. Bam Bamford. Just in Bamford. time for him to get out of my fucking fantasy football team because he was doing <laughs> fuck all. And then he oh, goes and backs dear. on the hat-trick.
0: And a fucking great hat-trick at Tua, too, it has to be said. like Two of those goals are fucking tasty. Like They were really well taken. A striker yeah. of Bamford's quality should not be allowed to take good goals like that. But this is this is what happens. This is what happens when you doubt him.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Villa have uh, decided to react quite well to their last couple of games by just completely throwing in the towel defensively <laughs> against Leeds. And I've just gone, oh, fuck this shit. You know? I mean, <laughs> like Leeds won 3-0. And even then, Martinez still had to make six saves. Mm. So, like, <laughs>
0: fucking hell. But the Ville's defence, like, they pushed leads quite a bit early on as well. Like, they forced Mellier to some great saves. Like, Grealish had that fucking freedom of the Leeds midfield. They just didn't, weren't able to get past Mellier, really. And um, I think it was that type of game that was going to end up as a 3-0 anyway. You know, either free either side.
1: Yeah, um, it was just heartbreaking because I have written them off so much and it's just coming back to bite me
0: (laughs) you hate being proven wrong just admit it
1: but also i had martinez in my football team so like this is also like and i had schmeichel on the bench which oh oh just yeah
0: if it it makes you feel any better i had martinez in goal and melier on the bench so okay i literally bet on the i properly bet on the wrong horse there but um but yeah, like it was a really fun game, to be honest. Like it, it if it wasn't behind the paywall, I would have watched it because it's like it looked like a really just a like, fun affair. Just like both teams having goals at it. Like there I think I think in the end Leeds tonight had 26 shots on goal, which is insane. Like genuinely bonkers to think that. Yeah, um, nine
2: on nine on target and all the fucking rest off. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Where were they shooting from The halfway line <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think I think it would have been Like a, a, a challenge Well from BLs It's like Right You have five seconds Shoot <laughs> what, he
2: done is, what he done is Is that the empty stand Behind the goal He set up loads of like Hoops And, uh, <laughs> and the players He's oh, got oh, cardboard like, cutouts Of like Aston Villa legends I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why they were like shooting ducks it's like oh Clutch, you got three of them here's the ghost of <laughs> <laughs> This toy
0: That's how Bielsa does it's like so uh, Marcelo what's the tactic with the game? Game? Game is irrelevant what is the main point is to hit the target over there what that carpool cut out of John Carew yes that is the game <laughs> my god this man's a genius
2: <laughs> you, get point. you get double points if his head comes off
0: <laughs> <laughs> bring me the head of Martin O'Neill and I will make you man of the match <laughs> <laughs> brilliant but yeah uh, great game um, just a shame no one saw it again pay-per-view football lads uh, it's killing the game uh, apart from all the other things that are killing the game obviously and so with that Premier League rundown done let's jump into your vision which uh, was a fairly routine has to be said uh, Group A had a win for Bayern Munich they had to yeah. work for it though against Locomotive Moscow actually Borkwell you actually were uh, awake for some of this football so this is uh this some is of it. You. I will yeah. say
1: that that's what I wanted to do to say that I actually managed to watch some europe football um you know that is the official name i mean i get a right europe some football. Ball. sure why um, not um i i don't see the fuss gotta be honest <laughs> i can understand why i fall asleep during these matches but yeah i let you do the quick rundown of some of the matches and then i will give
0: jump in with your which are good reactions yeah some so of
1: my um cool <laughs> insights
0: Indeed, indeed. Uh, So yes, as we said, the defending champions, Munich, they uh, toiled to win against Moscow. Uh, Lucky Mother Moscow, that is. Uh, Then Madrid got back on track with their group. They beat Salzburg 3-2. Red Bull Salzburg, of course. Um, And then Group B then had a goalless draw between Shakhtar and Inter Milan. Very forgettable. Uh, Gladbach though, were very uh, harshly uh, denied a win against Real Madrid. Um, Neil, as our uh, impromptu knowledge... uh, of Spanish football.
2: What the fuck is happening with Real Madrid? What's happening with Real Madrid is that what's been happening at Real Madrid for the last couple of years, they're, they're, you know, they're rotting. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you know, um, it's, you know, they, they got Zidane back because he was the only kind of stabilising presence they could get. Um, they've managed to ship, but they're starting to kind of patch it up and, um, so basically, the, the carcass that was Real has rotted away for quite a bit and they're just starting to patch it up now. They're trying to get rid of it. They're, they've got the similar problem with Barcelona in that they've got okay. a lot of veteran players on huge, ridiculous contracts that they just can't get rid of. Um, you know, They managed to Get rid of bail, but I think mm. think if the rumors are anything, they're paying them something like nine million quid. They'll play for another team. It's fucking crazy, like yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, no, do, but like,
1: I I do think it is ridiculous. Um, and I I I looking at Ozil's situation, I can see Arsenal doing the exact same thing. Yeah, so, why inevitable. am I laughing? I should not throw <laughs> stones from my glass house. But, you yeah. know, here I am, laughing away.
2: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I like, the only reason that Real aren't more in the kind of, like, Spanish headlines is because Barcelona, you know, whereas Real were rotting, Barcelona decided to set themselves on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, say, so like, which one's going to get more attention? Oh, yeah, the Bourdon one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah no it's just they've got loads of players that don't really want to play can't play to the same level and they can't be gotten rid of
0: and um, players they don't seem to like each other either I found because have you did you see the clip of Benzema there Um, yeah yeah I did I, very weird one it's weird but that's
2: that's mostly just Benzema yeah like, Benzema is a fundamentally polarizing character anyway like he he's just not a very nice, positive person. <laughs> not he's a just nice Not player. a good person. Although, in all fairness, he did play slightly. He did play quite well in this. I think he scored one and set up the other. Mm. But um, like for long periods of this match, they were fucking under the cosh. Uh Two goals from uh,
0: Marcus Thuram. Yeah, yeah, killing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been doing really well there at uh, Gladbach.
1: I, I I called it during our he Bundesliga rundown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to say there, Lillian Turham's son. He is a fucking beast, and, yep. and um,
2: uh, yeah, proves it. Two goals. These two goals either, either side of half time now definitely prove it. It's it's weird to go into a match with uh, Real Madrid come out to wall and think fuck we drop points there, mm. you know. Um, yeah, they're just Real. They're they're, they're trying to heal after. Decade after years of rotting, and um, yeah, it's just this is just one of the, the, the symptoms of it. The, the one of the side effects of it, they're, mm. they're gonna be losing games like this. Could,
0: I mean, could they get was, eliminated from this group because they've they, still got two games to enter? I mean,
2: they've lost their last two league games at home in La yeah. Liga. Um, they lost one nil to Cadiz,
0: <sighs> newly promoted Liga. Cadiz, by the way. Yeah,
2: newly promoted. I was gonna say, the team that's just come up,
0: and um. And I think it wasn't the gold winner of fucking Alvaro Negredo, who's like... Yeah, yeah. ...of Man City team's past. It's like, wow, good to see he's still going at the tender age of 50. <laughs> exactly. So,
2: um, yeah, yeah like, they're just... I mean a lot of a lot of a lot of those cracks will be papered over by the fact that they beat Barcelona in the Classico. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much them when it comes to the the hierarchies of Barcelona and Real Madrid, that's the only two games to give a fuck about in the league is the Classico. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um yeah. They they com- comprehensively beat Barcelona three one, which is pretty much
0: like flogging a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, group C then was uh, was pretty routine as well. Porto beat Olympiacos 2-0. Man City beat Andre Viz, Boas' uh, Marseille team 3-0. I'm not much to say about either match. They were they were matches that indeed happened. Uh, Liverpool's group then had them beat and 2-0. They were made to work for it though because the Danish team, are they played decent football, but we just were coasting really. Um, just trying not to get anybody injured. And of course, when this happens and Liverpool's in like nursing mode, trying to get people injured... Rubinho got injured, and uh, meant that we had to field Reese Williams, who's nineteen and was playing for Kidderminster Harriers last last year in in defence. And I'm gonna be, sh- I'm, I'm I'm hopefully not gonna eat my words here if he fucks up. But my god, he's really fucking good. Like, like honestly, he's actually quite impressive in defence. And that's that's weird saying that as a nineteen year old who with like minimal experience, but he looks quite good. Like he's he's playing very well. Um. So we're going to see quite a lot of them over the next few weeks, I figure. Because I think Fabinho's probably out for a month as well. Like, kind of similar injury to Antonio. Um,
3: oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, either way, uh, Jota and Salah got the it. goals pretty much. Uh, ready regulation win, really. Sorry, Brooke, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, like, um, racking up those injuries with the extra games outside the Premier League is going to hinder your Premier League run and it'll be interesting to see how you deal with that.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued thought... because like, it, it depends on what we prioritise. Like, I think the, the hope will be if we can wrap up the group early, we can start getting the league going as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting what how we balance it because next two games in the group are Atalanta who run people ragged. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, so then Group B then, uh, again, regulation wins for Chelsea and Sevilla. Uh, 4-0 for Chelsea in Russia, where Roman Brodovich actually was there to watch the match. It's the first time he's watched his Chelsea team in nearly three years. Um, isn't that lovely? What a heartfelt story. Um, and Sevilla then beat Ren <laughs> 1-0 <laughs> uh, in a match that really uh, was very routine as well. Uh, Dortmund got back on track in Group F with a win against Zenith St. Petersburg, and Club Brugge and Lazio shared the points in a one-all draw. Uh, Group G then had Ferencváros and Dinamo Kiev drawing two-all, and uh, Barca beat Andre Perlo's Juventus 2-0, which I was kind of surprised that it wasn't. Um, I, di- I, w- I didn't think Barca would win, but like, I guess there's green sprouts there, Neil. Surely, maybe that'd be a fair. Absolutely,
2: going, they lines. got some fucking <laughs> superb youngsters coming through that. They're trying to kind of weigh up whether or not they want to sell half of them off hmm. or cash in. Um they've made one of the probably one of the big boons for them is that uh Zembele seemed to have shaken off his injury woes. Because hmm. he was the one who scored. And yeah, he pretty much I think he ran the he ran this game. I don't think he got mad of the match. I'm not sure if he did or not. Um but yeah, so yeah, he he. He's he's going to be a key player for them because they've literally else. Um, <laughs> then Messi came a fucking ninety-first minute penalty. So eh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I think the scoreline flatters them
0: slightly. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think Juventus did lose a man at the end as well. And uh, you know, as we all know, Ronaldo still has the plague and therefore couldn't uh, have a uh, one last yeah, loving with his foe. So. That ultimately smash should have been cancelled because of that, really. But that's just yeah, me, yeah,
2: absolutely. Think. <laughs> but one of the funny things about that, uh, the, the UV Barcelona game because normally that'd be a game that'd bring the boys <laughs> to the yard, like that's too heavyweight to fucking hit. And um, the best kind of report that I read on it was that like Messi just sulked his way throughout the entire game because mm. uh, he, his assist he assisted Dembele's goal and it was like a 60 yard pinpoint lofted typical, like what the was that kind of Mm. pass and the best thing I heard is like a 60 yard assist with a kingly disdain to it a pass completed almost against his will (laughs) just by bludging muscle memory
3: (laughs) So, I, have,
0: uh, I, I do understand I do believe that Messi hates playing on the Coman because it's whatever formation he uses it's very, it's very rigid like you, Messi's not really allowed to travel as much as he normally does and just like win you know, the game by himself
2: it's it's everything that's happening at Barcelona he hates it, like, he, yeah. hates it. he hates it Mayo, he just buys his Bartomeo, even though he's resigned. Yeah, but still like the like the whole board situation like the club is literally on fire and he's just going like <laughs> what like, Marshmallow what am I doing here, you know? Yeah.
0: That's it. So,
2: um and also I think it's it's very obvious there's something up with his contract as well there. I think mm. he I think he wound up signing a contract that he didn't want to like years ago. Um so I think he's like I was expecting to be able to leave by now and now they've made me not leave.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: you know. It's always a yeah. thing where like they signed he signed I,
0: this long contract when he was happy and now things have got so bad he really does want to leave, but he can't. It's like it's like the Mr. Burns thing, remember you're here forever type deal. You know? Yeah,
1: I was literally just gonna say that. And also I would love to see in a few years, it probably won't happen, like a tell all book of what's going on. Like, oh yeah. Not not necessarily even like an autobiography from messy because that's gonna be edited to fuck. Mm. But like if there's a you know the cleaning lady uh who sees everything going on has been making these notes and has been recording things in her recorder room. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) fucking Sophie cleaning lady at it again fucking hell
1: exactly Sophie the cleaning lady uh, at Barcelona Um, yeah I I would love to see her autobiography and just kind of all the shit that's going down uh, because I'd say it is absolutely fascinating
0: yeah is that how is that how FIFA is able to sting football clubs with like financial fair play they just have like secret agent cleaners like (laughs) that's why she was in the movie like, that's yeah. it. was, It was a subtle little like clue. It was just like, Nod Oh, wow.
1: to like our secret weapon, mole. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how they caught that's how you for caught Man City all those years ago. It was just like, Yes, Deborah, the cleaning lady, reporting back to Infantino straight away, going like illegal signing, third party ownership, clear, bleach, and that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the last group then we'll talk about is uh, United's group, they uh, beat uh, uh, Art of Thieves uh, Blood Orange Leipzig uh, 5-0 Oh
1: my good God Tell this me about match. this match This is a match That, that the scoreline Destroyed my will to live <laughs> um, I had this on uh, In the background While I was having a conversation With someone uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan And yes. um wasn't really paying attention to the first half. But literally every time I looked up, it was disgustingly flavoured drink with the ball, doing nothing really of any note. It was just kind of like... You know that clip in, in The Simpsons where they're watching soccer and they're taking yes. the piss out of soccer and how the ball's just been passed around. They're like, oh, and he passes the ball! And he passes the ball! And he passes the ball! That's literally what was happening with the Man United players running around trying to get the ball off anytime I looked up. and um, After our phone call, Jonathan, I... Mm-hmm turned up the volume and was actually able to hear that United had kind of been growing into the game and I was like, mm-hmm, they've maybe touched the ball a few times. Good for them. And then I looked and I was like, oh my God. Like, the scoreline is extremely flattering, first of all. Uh, like, they scored like four goals in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, or something ridiculous like that. But... Uh, yeah,
2: Ra- Rashford... 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 Rashford is hat-trick in 16 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, but... But... <laughs> It was really And there was a Marshall finishes. penalty
2: in there as well. So like yes, hang on, wait, I'll just get the not interrupt like, the interruption. The penalty is
1: a stonewall penalty, like in yes. fairness, there's there's no there's no like oh look at them playing for penalties again. Like no in fairness he, it was. He's a cleared
2: out. Here stupid. just here's the timing sir. Greenwoods was the first one, so that was on the twenty first minute. Yeah. Then in the second half it was seventy four,
1: seventy eight, eighty seven, ninety one. <laughs> <laughs> like but Rashford, Jesus Christ! Some of his finishes, like, is kind of like they're kind of long balls over the top and kind of sleek finishes. But it was sleek. Um, yeah. I, I, I would hate to be a Man United fan and a Rashford fan, I suppose, because he's so hit and miss on the pitch. Off the pitch, as a human being, he seems pretty damn cool. Yes. Um, without wanting to bring politics into it, like I, I fairly much must applaud him. But uh, he, on the pitch, he's he kind of reminds me of Theo Walcott. He does absolute bits some mm. matches and then he's in bits the rest of the matches. Um, and you know, this was a match where he fucking switched it on. And I was like, of course, you're going to go into like Primo uh, Rashford, like
0: Tory Killer yeah, Rashford. <laughs> um,
1: before like, the Arsenal game. Uh, yeah. at the weekend and this is a definite like this that's a Man United team I wouldn't like to face because kind of what Leicester did he kind of sat back like soaked up a load of pressure in the first half got a, like a sneaky goal in the first half and then completely and utterly got them on the break in the second half mm. and it just so happened it worked like four times uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's exactly the kind of breakaway goals is kind of what they're, they're going to be lethal at and if we're sitting back I don't, if we've got Mustafi, that's that's a three nil win handed to them right there. Uh yeah, just
0: relinquish. Okay. It. Just pretend you have an outbreak in the team or something.
2: Yeah, uh, in all fairness, like if Mustafi's getting fielded, I would prefer the team walk off.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I would yeah, agree. I would no, agree yeah. there. I or you know maybe they could bring up Leah Williamson just for an emergency. You know, like we're you know. <laughs> Or get so Kame
0: Kame. She can play anywhere. Yeah, get Kade McKay to bite yeah. the ankles off Donny Vanderbeek. There you have. There's your match starters. It's no. Need do... to. He's not being fielded.
2: No. Oh, she, made yeah, a a mistake.
0: Mistake.
1: Haven't you heard? Haven't you read that he's made a mistake? He's, he's made a, made a mistake.
0: mistake. Who who made a mistake? Van, Donny Van Der Beek has made a mistake. I Ma- yeah. find Manchester United in a position that they have tons of midfielders for, and he's made a mistake. Yes, yeah. She's quite right
2: <laughs> has. Yeah. I think I I made a comment there. It's like I wonder how much research into the teams he can assign for do footballers actually do. I think I, I used Griezmann as an example there. Um, yes. Yeah. Because, uh, but yeah, they clearly found the beak. Is like, I was like looking, I'm going, what the fuck are you thinking of? You moron.
0: This was not in the brochure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was promised hot water. <laughs>
1: um, but no, this, this match is just going to be um, a precursor to what's going to happen. I think at the weekend against Arsenal, if we feel Mustafi, we are going to be Leipzig. Absolutely. Um,
0: and I, yeah. Ouch! Ouch. Gonna, no, yeah. We, no, we
2: are. If we field Mustafi against Rashford playing the way he's playing now, uh and, and even Marshall, I'm like Marshall ghosted away for lots of this game. But like when he moved with the ball, like holy shit! You're like thinking, fuck me, how does nobody want this kid? Mm. Um, yeah, even sure, even Greenwood, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy Greenwood up against Mustafi either. Because like they're all the same
0: player, like this, they, like they all play the exact same way. Once they get the ball, they dribble, and run past the defender, and they always play on the shoulder. So you've got three yeah. players who run exactly the same way. They all run to the box, and if they they get a touch they'd fail under penalty that's like it's not a coincidence they it's tactics and they do it really really, really well
2: I just I'm I'm really kind of worried about uh, the amount of tweets I saw uh, in the aftermath of this game I was like yeah that's it you know it get all the goals out of your system
0: <laughs> 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 and then finally you would be like slap head returns yeah,
2: really really yeah that's the thing for all their attack and prowess now I guarantee it would go out to a goal from fucking fucking Harry Maguire
1: Harry yeah. Maguire off his shin when he tries yeah. to clear it out of his own box and off of- his
2: shin
0: that's giving him way too much credit off his face but <laughs> in any case
2: in this funnily enough given that we're gonna we're shiting all over Leipzig like, and quite, poss- quite exactly because they lost 5-0 to Manchester United Um, They did have, actually somewhat, they did have their tactics right. And in a kind of weird, bizarre way, I do hope we play the same way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not hoping for the same scoreline, but I'm hoping we play the same way in that they relentlessly targeted Luke Shaw. Um, Mm -hmm. They ran down his flank. And that's kind of what I want Arsenal to see. I want to see Nicolas Pepe running at Luke Shaw. I
0: was about to say, because didn't that happen last season as well, where Pepe (laughs) was basically (laughs) man-marking Shaw? Like, I remember the last last time and Pepe got a goal out of this, I recall, so... Exactly, yeah. That's yeah, what I want. Working. I want
2: us to be... Tar- the thing is, is that this United team are there for the taking. Um, but so is Arsenal, to be fair. But that's yeah. my... That, 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 that's my point as well. Like, if we mm. sit back, if we try and do what we did beforehand, what we usually used to do in the kind of cup games, if we try and cup game this uh, United um at Old Trafford, a game, uh, a ground we've not won at since 2006, um... Lose badly,
0: yes, yeah. very much yeah.
2: so. We've we've got to go for it. We've got yeah. to take for it. And unfortunately, I don't think Arteta
0: will do that. No, he's, he seems way too cautious about that, and it's yeah. kind of Actually, to your club's well, detriment I'm now. Not
2: cautious, air quote, pragmatic. Very cautious.
0: He's cautious. Let's be fair. This, 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 he's he's doing a okay here sometimes, and that that hurts to say really. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. And the other thing the match in that group, obviously was PSG's regulation win against Istanbul. Uh, quick turn to the Europa League. Uh, the Scottish sides had a had a fun time. Uh, Celtic were leading 2-0 against Lille and they got pegged back in the second half. Um, apparently, Neil Elland's on the way out of the job. Uh, There's a lot of pressure they've on
1: They've had him? a couple of big losses. Like, they yeah. lost to Rangers. Like Aberdeen. They drew,
0: drew to Aberdeen, which is like almost a loss to them, really.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I can see... but. I suppose they've got such a loyalty to the manager and stuff there. I don't know uh, who would they get to replace him.
0: That's the question. Uh, th- uh, the bookies' favourite, shockingly, is Moisey, because um, he's he was a former he's a former Celtic legend himself, and <laughs> apparently it's always been his dream to manage a Celtic side. Better
2: than to say that.
0: Yes, I know, I know. That's why I was very like reluctant to say it. But yeah, you uh, <laughs> other one I've heard, and this is no joke, but apparently the other one I've heard is Henrik Larsson um
1: oh yeah well I yeah i can see so, that like i don't know what managerial qualities he has but like I, legend qualities yeah go for well, it
0: well last time i saw of him he was getting relegated for the team in sweden so pretty much the same as Solskjaer really and um, mm-hmm. you know the actual name means more to them as opposed to the experience it's like oh yeah, this guy knows what celtic is about let's get him in because clearly fucking neil lennon doesn't know what celtic is about anymore <laughs> That's weird. Um, you mentioned Rangers there. They beat like Poznan 1-0. They're top of their group. Uh, again, good on them. They're a fucking really well-organized team. English sides then, we had uh, Leicester beat AK Athens 2-1. Uh, Spurs had a bit of a sick. They lost 1-0 to Royal Antwerp, um, which is, yes, that's one of the Belgian teams you've never heard of before. <laughs> so, yeah. um kind of I know Poz- so many Belgian teams. Yes, such as... <laughs>
2: chocolate boys <laughs> FC chocolate the Trappist, boys The Trappist monk
0: starting 11 <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bert Bob because of your expansive football uh, knowledge of uh, Belgian football you've just made the title of the video well done
2: <laughs> I, was, I was half expecting you to just shout out I was like Nardy, what's the name of those crap beers you always drink
0: fine <laughs> hunger yeah that
2: one
3: that's yeah, a ticket
0: <laughs> Um, so yeah, Spurs lost there A bit of an upset really When you look at it And then the last one we'll talk about Is the uh, the Clash of the Titans And when I mean that I mean Arsenal versus Dundalk um, They're not making history by the way Of being the first ever team To not commit a foul In a Europa League oh, game
1: Oh, I was going to ask you this As a stat attack But
0: okay Ah, uh, no Oh, uh, no. right they didn't concede
2: a foul. They definitely made a few. Yes, they did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's grow. true.
2: Orad on, on Perel Willock when he was fucking running through and got fucking cleared out. But... Yeah, and then
1: there's the, a, Rhys Nelson uh, ran with Gartland dragging out of his jersey so yes. much like that. did he actually
2: get, did he manage, did he get the jersey off or something like that? Didn't weird oh, like, that. like
1: You could see his back. Like It was yeah, pulled yeah, like up his that
0: whole moment. entire back. So like, like, yeah, it would be
1: considered sexual assault if it was a
0: woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Sergio Aguero has to call it in the trade. Yeah. But, exactly, um, yeah. Uh... But uh, yeah, no, it's I, again. I, what else were you expecting, lads? Graham Gartland is going to go up against like the paciest forwards you have. To be honest with you, I was really hoping you'd play a Bamiang just to see who'd win in the foot race. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. I think, I think
1: Nel- Nelson did the speedy thing quite well for us yesterday. Yeah. Um, so Willock
2: was great through the middle.
1: Oh my god! I I've said this before, and I will happily stand by my word on this: that Willock should be our cam yeah ramsey style
2: i kind of have a feeling that like smith rowe would be there already only for the Mm. fact that he's quite injury prone. yeah yeah um Uh,
1: but i i really see um willock as a box-to-box ramsey player like he could be the player that we've been missing since like we are missing ramsey so much mm. um and I think Willow could be... And I've said it before, but like obviously we see him playing in cup games more often than, I suppose, Premier League games. Or if he is playing Premier League games, he's not getting the full 19. He's not getting the chance to kind of do all of the bits that he can do. Yeah. Um, and, but in this match, he had that freedom. And, oh, my God, like his finish... Obviously, um, his
2: finish was very Ramsey-esque. That was yeah. very Ramsey-esque.
1: I... I, I, I said it before I, I presume I said it on this podcast and not into the void but like you know um, this podcast I is do... the void
0: Bert, But don't lie to yourself <laughs>
1: um, no like, I think he's the next Ramsey if he can get a run of games in this team I think he could be the next Ramsey mm. and I would play him ahead of Ceballos at the minute yeah
2: Ceballos was absolute fucking gash against Leicester he was and really he was... fucking bad
0: yeah interesting Interesting, yeah. Because again, I think it's, it's kind of the thing you're is, missing that
2: team, I'd, isn't it? I'd feel both Nelson and Willock. Nelson have Nelson drop deep. Have Nelson mm. as the kind of the, the one of the two drops deeper to link up. Link play up, yeah. yeah. Have yeah, and have Willock with the kind of because like Ramsey used to tie teams up in fucking knots with his late runs into the box mm. because they just we'd get down the flanks. Christ knows we got enough pace on them. And just literally right as the opposition team think, right, we've got everything sorted here. Cool. Let's wait for this. Where the fuck is this guy coming from? And he'd just peg <laughs> it in as the ball. And the thing is, he'd wait for the ball to be released. So everybody's looking at it. And then he'd just run in. And he because he had the speed and the physicality to get in there and get stuck in. And it really fucked a lot of teams up. And it was fucking great.
0: Yeah. Also a
2: good one to see uh, the senior debut of uh, Balagun. Yes. Uh, yeah. Balogun, isn't
0: it? Was Leon?
2: I can't remember. um oh, Yes. Ligone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Couldn't remember. <laughs> I know um,
2: Pretty good. A uh, bit of a whole, whole bit of a fucking furor over him because he's refusing to sign a new contract with us, and we don't want to go. Um, his contract up at the end of the season, and it's kind of like, you know, our setup was asked a lot about him, and we do want to keep him loads in from. Um, so yeah. So but. Jesus. As we've seen before if any Arsenal coach can if any Arsenal manager can get to what we're doing it's it's Arteta. Like, mm.
1: Arteta has managed to keep Maitland-Niles who was want away Nelson who was want away I think for a loan I do uh, Yeah. Uh, Saka Aubameyang, Aubameyang. um yeah, I just wanted to work out now that we've kept these players because we could have gotten a fair chunk of money from Maitland-Niles, and based on his performance last night, I would have prepared the money. Uh, but I do, I, I think no, I do like Maitland-Niles, and I think he has that kind of match-winning potential. Um, but I think because he's so versatile, I don't know where he believes his strength is, or so he think... doesn't. He kind of gets confused as to what his priority in a match should be.
2: I think I think it's something slightly different. Well, from my opinion, it's something slightly different. I think that he wants to be an attacking player. He wants to be kind of like a final third kind of guy. But the thing is is that for as this match showed, like his crossing, his fight his delivery in that final third, his end product, is not actually any good. Mm. It's it's actually quite poor, particularly for a player of his level. But the thing is, is that he's a superb defender. Yeah. There was a couple of there was a couple of instances there where he was one on one with guys and he was absolutely they just couldn't get by him. In fact, he was one fuck, who was it? Fuck, one of the Dundalk players, in any case, like that. The ball, he latched onto the ball. He was something like seven yards ahead of Maitland-Niles and was already in full flight. And mm. Niles caught up with him and made the tackle. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was and McElhaney, I think, I think yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a, a dichotomy, I think it's a schism between him wanting to be an attacking player, but being more naturally suited to being a more defensive-minded player. Yeah. I, I think I, it's that. I,
1: I do like that explanation because I can relate um, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Um, so the guy want to be,
1: uh, I want to be a number nine, and they're like, no, go break get, or play your number six. Get back
2: in gold. Get
1: back in
2: gold. As somebody who's being <laughs> McCabe, like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, um, also, yeah. one final point on this: that like, obviously, a lot of Arsenal fans this will be the first time them ever seeing Balogun play. The amount of pings i got like from tweets from people who were watching this uh, just for the sheer novelty of seeing them play this lower league of ireland team they were just looking at balling and going that guy's only 19 he's fucking huge and i was like yeah hmm. he's he's a tall he's very fucking big for a 19 guy but for a 19 year old he is quite huge uh
1: but no fair play to doc they um they didn't embarrass themselves um mm. I was watching commentary Kaz and she had actually done her research on the team. Like it was fairly, um, I, I think she's a great pundit. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and she was a phenomenal player, even though she went to Chelsea and played probably her best football at Chelsea. Um, but, <laughs> um, but no, uh, she, she had done her homework and like she was like proper smitten with Shields and his defensive work in that mm. kind of, um shielding the back four sort of role. And she was like she kind of pointed out a few times that like, oh yeah, like he's a great player or whatever. But it was just it was good. I, I think they um I think they did us proud as I suppose well as as the League of Ireland goes, um, because there are some League of Ireland teams that I shudder to think w- w- what the scoreline could have been uh, had yeah. we sent them over to represent us. Um but uh and I will just shout out to um I don't know what his first name is, but that lad, Hoare, that came on in the second the half. Sean Hoare. Sean Hoare, Sean yeah. Hoar, yeah. yeah um, Very good. Uh, yeah, he he's kind of sort of related to me. So, uh, oh. yeah, go, go him. Yeah good, yeah,
2: good man. It's bad. It, this match was a, a wee bit of a, a, a schism because I know a couple of Dundalk supporting Arsenal fans. Yeah. And they were just all like, I know Arsenal are going to win. I just hope it's not a hammering. Like, they just didn't want the team to be hammered um an, o- an older one he was re- pinging me is like I'd love to have been there and gotten a few autographs because the last time a big team came to play Dundalk it was back in the 80s mm. um that was Ajax
1: oh um, yeah
2: yeah he was uh, he was 11 years old and he managed to he managed to snag a uh, Johan Cruyff's autograph what? nice so that's good. a that's a nice. collector's item so I was in there going yeah. to, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah well that's a, that's a good one He's like yeah I would have liked To have got one Because he would have done uh, He knows like Half the fucking Stadium crowd So he'd have gotten In a lot of places Where he probably Shouldn't have mm. <laughs> yeah, But yeah no, He's like oh, yeah. 11 years old He still has a That's, that's great around.
0: That's lovely Yeah again it's, it's one of the kind of Pities of this whole Situation that like The Irish fans Can't see fucking Abameyang and Tala Like that kind of Like I, I kind of got it With Zatan And like a couple of weeks ago With like AC Milan yeah. It's like Zatan's in Tala And no one's around To witness it Like this is this is horseshit. This is is this what we get for killing the environment? That we like this is our penance now. Okay, fine, yeah. cool. We can't have nice <laughs> things. Have
2: anything, yeah, the
0: earth can't have anything nice, neither can you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the animals of farting bull did not die for this. Um, mm. so Aww. anyway, so let's let's finish off this uh show then with a hand of cod. Um guys, who wants to go I'll first, first? I'll go
1: first. I'll go first, I'll go no, first, I'll go first. Okay, okay, Bye. hang on, out,
0: hang on, out, Burke, Right now, just to preface this, okay. Uh, the podcast, um, right, we, we've had a lot of cards over the years. we had a lot of fun over the years, right? But this one, this one that you have here is such a left-field decision. I don't know if it's going to work. Bert Bach, who on earth have you picked for your hand of cards?
1: Shockingly, for the first time, no, uh, for the 110,000th time ever, I am picking the FAI for yet another stream of fucking stupid decisions. Um, so,
0: what has re- happened in the
1: week of the FAI? <laughs> I really, really, really wanted to not pick them. I am currently reading, and they am struggling to read champagne oh football. Not my because
2: God. it is it's I've been, I've t- been t- leaving. T- I've t- been t- leaving t- off pinging you about it. Going, how are you getting through it? How are you getting through it? Because I might actually hear your response from where yeah. you are
0: going.
1: Um, <sighs> I, I'm reading champagne football at the minute, and it is an excellent read. Like I, I'm at no- chapter
0: three, lads. Chapter three. It's an
2: unbelievable book. It's like a car crash every page, man. It's mm, like, oh.
1: But I I have to stop because there's so much to take in. There's so much dysfunction and horribleness to take in. Like I've had to like, okay, I'm gonna close that. I'm gonna have a cup of tea, and I'll come back to it later. I usually burst through books, um, and like read them in a day or two. Uh, but this one, I think. I needed to settle down. I've just finished the chapter about the Ireland women's strike. So obviously that's, I, I needed to take mm. a day's break after that because obviously I got re-angered um, <laughs> and I, I'm getting angry just talking about it now, but um, no, the, what this week, what they have done most recently is uh, with COVID and the level five restrictions, the FAI just have canceled all amateur uh, senior, football yet underage football can still go ahead and train but there's no matches and that's fair enough let the kids play get them training keep them occupied yeah. get them infecting each other and infecting their parents but it's fine the parents don't yeah. care, yeah. Adults don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway um so obviously i'm quite annoyed about the fact that amateur football uh is stopped because you know that is my one and only outlet in these covid times um now that the gyms are also closed um but that, that's not why I've picked them as my cod. No. Uh, while the children can still play football uh, in training, they, they had to cancel um, the schoolboy leagues, uh, kind of the, you might have heard of the Kennedy Cup and yes. the yeah. Gaynor Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have had to be, so the Kennedy Cup got postponed, yet the Gaynor Cup, which is the girls' equivalent of that, the schoolgirl league, has been cancelled. So they've postponed mm. the boys' league and put out a date for that, whereas the, they're just like, oh, girls just won't play in one this year. Um, and rightfully so, there was an uh, uproar about it. Mm. And it was only through the social media uproar about it that they kind of were like, oh, yeah, we, we, we feel like we are going to host the Gaynor Cup this year. Times to be decided.
0: So they just so, cancel it without people hope, hoping people would not wouldn't notice.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much they kind of thought like, uh, yes, in the same kind of announcement announced though the Kennedy Cup is going to be rescheduled. Um, and their, you know, Gaynor Cup will not take place this year. And it's like, yeah, I yeah, 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 grant. They that's just kind mental. of expected people to be like, Oh, of course it's the girls. Who would want to watch that? Anyway, women shouldn't be out of the kitchen. <laughs> uh, but they have announced that they have they are going to reschedule it. Uh, so that was kind of my annoyance. Uh, and then uh, they announced their new jersey. And I think I saw a tweet, and I, d- I didn't check up the factual evidence behind it, but I liked the tweet, which said, Ireland have released more jerseys in the past five years than scored goals, uh, which I would imagine <laughs> is nearly on par. Yes. Um, but uh, the jerseys are really nice, and they have no sponsor. Yes. Which I'm like, I'm annoyed at. And I'm annoyed because I like the jersey and I don't want to like it. And I don't want to want to buy it. But yet here I am. I fucking hate you, FAI. Please love me.
0: Let's be fair. Let's not. The FA, this isn't the FAI's fault. This is Umbro making a really nice kit. Let's qualify that. Like, it's, this is Umbro's doing. Uh, the FAI, FAI
1: have signed a contract for Umbro to bring them yeah, back. That's fair. That's kit. fair. But yeah, and like their whole thing of like, oh, let's dupe them with nostalgia. is fucking working. <laughs> That's my card.
0: Uh, okay. Thanks, Purple. You can go for a lie down now. Um, yeah. I, I think I'll jump here in here with mine then. Um, so we, we mentioned pay-per-view football last week um, and how much of a uh, killer it's going to be to the, uh, the art of television football. I mean, all the pundits will all have the jobs but no one will be able to hear them. No one will be able to hear the thoughts of Alan Smith, Graeme Souness, Aww. and of course Joe Cole. But that's not what my card is about today, right? I'm I want to speak about this the man who was actually defending this free football that we all know and love. The man who was going to stand by himself, independent, like fucking Braveheart, against this tirade of pay-per-view football. And that man, that legend, that is Mike Ashley. Yeah. Mike Ashley is has actually come out against pay per view football, right? And immediately you're thinking, like, immediately the whole point of it is to try and get some positive, like, buzz again on Mike Ashley, which is about saying, let's have some positive uh, buzz around colon cancer, shall we? And um, because they're more or less the exact same thing, they make you bleed out your arse and they'll eventually kill you, um, you and <laughs> unless you unless unless you uh, remove them surgically. But the reality is, right? The reason why Mike, Mike Ashley is doing this is because he's been undercut here by the Premier League, as are most owners of, of football teams in the Premier League, because this money is not actually going to the club. This this 1495 stuff. It's going to the Premier League itself, right? That's the people. They're the people that's actually hosting. They're buying the rights back off TV companies and putting them behind the paywall or they're kind of doing this kind of sneaky deal with TV companies saying, Hey, this is mutually agreeable. Let's take these, let's take these uh, games, put them behind the paywall. You'll get some money. I'll take some money and the clubs will get a kick in the fucking hole because (laughs) their fans are not going to be able to watch it. They're season ticket holders who are like regularly um, recycled every year. So like if it's the case of Newcastle, for example, their season ticket subscriptions are automatically renewed each year unless you cancel them you know a lot of like clubs do that in fairness but newcastle's one of the rare ones in the premier league to do that and um, so in that case you have mike ashley who's literally going like uh, oh yeah no i i, I am strongly against pay per view football football is a working man's sport as i should know as the owner of sports direct and house of fraser me working class man mike ashley give a fuck um so like he's yeah, kind of a <laughs> he's kind of annoyed right because the EFL ironically enough have a kind of a better deal with this right and we've spoken to the EFL as well and how much of a shambles they are but they basically allow the clubs in some parts to have a subscription service for their team so if you want if you want to subscribe maybe 10 pounds a month to watch all the Swansea games you can do that Swansea will allow it and the EFL will basically go well here's the matches we want uh to Nick for TV, which is mostly Sky. So it's not that much of a, a cut undercut for the for the fans. But everything else is available on fucking on on, on demand, basically. Premier League doesn't have that because For some reason in England, you have to uh, give away your firstborn child and sacrifice your dog to watch Newcastle versus Brighton. But if you were in Qatar, you can watch all 10 games at one time and have Anthony Gray tickle your bollocks at the same time. So it makes no sense from a TV point of view that like you have all all this choice in every other territory.
2: To be honest with
0: you. uh, To be fair, the Anthony Gray thing is optional, I should clarify. Um, But it is routine in Qatar. I don't want
1: Andy Gray anywhere near my
0: bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) That is most people's view as well, in fairness. But the thing is with that, right, Mike Ashley is in no way in position a, a way to say, like, I'm taking it from the fans' point of view. The fans' point of view, okay, so let's see what you've done at Newcastle. So, you've uh, yeah, if,
2: he, if he was so concerned about the fans' point of view, he wouldn't be where he is now, exactly. Oh like,
0: God. if he was so concerned about the fans, he would not have uh sacked Chris Hutton when they were almost certainly on the way up to the Premier League, regardless. And when he, like Chris Hutton, by the way, who used to play for Newcastle and was un- universally loved by the fans because he had taken a team, taking uh, he had taken back a team that were in fucking free fall in the championship. Got them promoted within the season, and the the team is still kind of in the Premier League as it is. So he wouldn't have done that if he was really in there for the team. He would not have renamed Saint James's Park as the Sports Direct Arena when they were at the height of their one good season with Alan Pardew. Oh, Alan Pardew. Yeah, let's, let's get back to that, shall we? The cockney mafia. Give him a nine-year contract. Yes. No, let's go. Let's 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 do that, right? So all the all the Newcastle like the long-standing Newcastle staff that were there. Let's all sack them, right? People who were there since Sir Bobby Robson, personal appointments by Sir Bobby Robson. Let's sack them for Dennis Fucking Wise, and Lee Charnley, and Graeme Carr, and all these are probably not Graeme Carr, sorry, but Lee Charnley definitely, and Dennis Wise. They put Dennis Wise as director of football in front of Alan Pardew, and all that Dennis Wise did was watch one season compilation of League On and signed one player from each team, pretty much. It was like fucking Carol Vorderman, right? So, again, that is not a fan's view, okay? You rehired Kevin Keegan and threw him under the, under the bus. You rehired Alan Shearer and threw him under the bus. You've literally ruined two club legends on the fans there, right? Well done, Mark Dashley. And then just a cavalcade of shithousery from your teams. You refuse to sell up because you keep upscaling your evaluation of the club. And you keep trying to, like you have your own fucking you had wonga as a shirt sponsor for years which is a company that you own and you know it's a really shit logo but fuck it let's just ruin this beautiful kit that you have anyway <laughs> um and yeah let's just get into bed with like fucking chinese uh, bookmakers as well because they're offering a lot of money and money and money and money and again it that's that's the reason i, I have him down here because ultimately he's not happy that he's not getting his fair share as club owner you know and Granted, it is a fair argument, but I'd much prefer if someone who wasn't such a massive fucking hypocrite made this point. Why why, why couldn't the Brighton owner say this? Or the fucking Burnley owner, who, while he's trying to sell the club, could at least say, this is why I'm selling the club, because I'm not making money out of these matches, you know? you could have, like, Some of these people could have made that point. But clearly, Mike Ashley was the only person that was obviously too fat to have an opinion. Therefore... <laughs> Uh, too, too noteworthy to 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 give the, the time of day, but honestly, like I, I I have to laugh at that because like out of all the people to defend like free football, free air to free TV football, Mike Ashley was not that kind of guy. I was going to suspect, and like into the year thinking, oh maybe he does have a heart, and then my every other part of my brain goes, no no no, this is this is PR, this is purely a ploy, this is what he does, and it's so painfully obvious.
1: It's like the FAI putting mm. out a sexy jersey.
0: Yeah. To make exactly you forget
1: yeah. of all the other shit. It's yeah. gaslighting.
0: It, it's pure gaslighting. It's interesting just a case like it's like the case it's of like
2: it's gaslighting and I'm paying for it. I'm paying that's it. I'm paying for myself to be
0: gaslit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Well, Mike Ashley will do things like rename the stadium and then like sometimes he'll go like, Oh, I hate free football. It's basically a crib of, Oh, look at the shiny, shiny. Look at the shiny. Go get the shiny. You know, that's all it is. It's purely yeah. all it is. Um, so Neil, let's wrap up this, uh, this tree of cards then with your pick. Um, you were kind of conflicted on this one, but I think you made yeah, it both. I just a
2: call. I tossed the coin and I came up with uh the FAI. Football, <laughs> football, football <laughs> journalism. Um, oh my god! Like the thing is, is that it, it's pretty good. every time I open up like a sports website, whether it be the Sky, the Guardian, uh, the Athletic, even the Athletic now are succumbing to this. And it's just... They're just putting out tired bullshit over and over and over again in this, this season of utter craziness where there's like 100 million different things to fucking write about and 100 different angles to take on it. They still keep plowing the same shit. Like, the Guardian are still putting out fucking... And this is... It, it's this type of shit. The Guardian is still putting out um, opinion pieces on why Urzel is not playing. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm just going, what the fuck? Like, it's like... Is the column about Mesut Ozil not playing for Arsenal kind of like uh, the sports journalist equivalent of you know when you're late for school and you write your own signal? Mm. It's like oh shit, you know you. not so Or
1: like when you you uh, try and copy someone else's homework, basically <laughs> yeah, because exactly. like you're sitting outside the class waiting for the teacher to call the role and you're just like, oh no 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 no, what what, what did you say about Ozil? Ozil he's not playing again. Oh what are Arsenal oh, at? Oh my yeah. god they're. Devoid of any attacking midfielders, yet they have the most expensive one. And blah blah, blah 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 blah
0: You know, Daily Mail going there. He's feeding the town of Barnet. Why won't heinous individuals Arsenal not play him? Is it because he's an illegal immigrant? <laughs> it's just <so> ridiculous. <laughs> like,
2: it, it's maddening. It's like it's been done. It's been hmm. said. The team have tried to put this ship behind them you know, it's hilarious. They just slag off Arsenal about having all this baggage. And you're like, you're the ones with the fucking bag. You're the one throwing bags at them, you fucking idiots. (laughs) But also, anyways, this King whole fucking bullshit of uh, wanting, like, this fence-sitting shit. Like, we we, we remember all the whole controversy, was it two seasons ago or something like that, about the anti-racism stance, and then it just cuts to the inside Of the the pundit The three pundits And then one guy goes Well obviously They don't represent The views of Sky Sports It's like It's it's in He just said Oh yes Yes Do you remember that?
0: That was Gary Neville Yeah Gary Neville Made a a point about Boris Johnson And how like He was whipping up racial tension And Dave Jones Was like told by his producer Balance, balance, balance Balance It's like Obviously Yeah
2: It's it's ridiculous And they did it again They did it again On Marcus Rashford Yes When the camera was on him the camera was on him doing a warm-up and they are like, oh, this is a and it was It was sandwiched in the middle of a load of compliments about... him. It's like, oh, he's a great young player. Like, he's a fantastic role model, you know? He's in the prime of his life and he's playing some really good football. And, you know, you whether or not you agree with his politics or not, I
0: was like... Oh, oh yeah. That was so... Yeah, weird. Yeah, that was the BBC. That. Whether or not you agree... Match with of the him, day." Whether ag-
2: yeah, <laughs> whether or not you agree with his politics or not. I was like, what? He's running a campaign to stop kids from going hungry, what about that? The- how is that political? First off, how is it political? Oh. And secondly, how do you disagree with
1: it, they, this This is a BBC-wide thing. There is a yeah. new director of the BBC, and he has put out a memorandum to all BBC reporters, regardless of whether they're sport or whatever, that they are not yeah. to convey any of their own personal views in their tweets or in their social media or on air. And it is like it, it seems very totalitarian, sort of. You know, what? unless you agree with the government, you're not allowed to tell. You know, say. Yeah, anything. yeah, like, yeah.
2: But the point about that statement is it didn't need to be made. Why point no. out politics at all? Like just yeah, he's a great young player and he's playing in the prime. Of, he's he's playing really well. He's on a great role form. That's fantastic. Well done to him. That's it. Don't really That's
1: need all he had. Yeah, yeah. No, they kind of like, dig their own graves with that one. Yeah.
2: Why fucking point out something for the sake of balance? When first off, there's no possible way you could take the opposite view on that unless you're actually a Dickensian, actually a Dickensian fucking villain.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and uh, I was just going like, that was so needless. That was just so needless. And it's born of laziness. Mm-hmm. It's born of somebody just going through this tired trope, this tired, uh, great young player, uh, but he's black, fuck. That, uh,
1: that, that kind of ties <laughs> in with uh, what I said uh, about Cal Carney. You know, like that she'd actually done her research and had like impressive kind of tidbits of information to add in to the team Mm. because obviously no one who follows British sport really are going to know anything about the Dundalk players like like, they had to clarify these aren't like part-time players these are actually in a professional league they are fully professional (laughs) footballers Mm. I know it may not look like it but yeah like uh, (laughs) but like they actually had instead of like they said that once and then like they had different like stories about the players and their different League of Ireland adventures, mm. and I was like, "That's good research. They were, well yeah. done to them. I was very impressed with that." And but like, yeah, no, Neil, I totally agree. Like the tire, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I also get bombarded with articles about Ozil not playing for Arsenal. I'm like, I am very much aware of that. Please stop telling me.
2: Um,
3: with
1: it, the same way, like that with Louise and the centre back crisis at Arsenal. I like, oh, I, we all know. We all know this. You do not need to keep writing articles about who our best two center backs are. We know we have none.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> we know this. We're the team with eight center backs and we finished the Dundalk match with none of them on the pitch. Oh
1: my it's, god, I didn't even cop that. Yeah.
0: It, it kind of for me like when when this sort of sort of kind of flares up like it makes me really glad that we have the likes of a Ken Early or a Richie Sadlier who kind of, like, doesn't read that, that that stuff doesn't really factor into their, like, research or their knowledge. Like, they make, they will write an article or they'll say something on TV that is kind of above that horse shit, you know. There are a few people I who, I think, are Ripley above Kattler
1: that as well. As one yeah. of I think I was, he's class, and, like, he's a breath of fresh air, the same yeah. way Alex Scott and Kaz Kearney, and yeah, I'm going to... just want to say Alex him Scott.
0: Him. I was just about to say Alex Scott there, because, like, whenever, she, like, there's an Arsenal game on, and, like, like Arsenal playing really, really badly. She has no fucking loyalty to them. And I love that because that's the way those kind of club pundits should be. They should never try to defend their clubs when they're playing badly because the reason they're hired in the first place is because they're club legends and they were there when the club was brilliant and they want to be able to aim for that again. Which is why, in a way, I kind of of quite like the likes of Patrice Ever, who's clearly not a a, a journalist. He's not a a pundit. He's just a guy who's really upset his club is shit. And that is kind of the the basis of the of his punditry in a way. It's like, yeah, his, Why can't they break, score?
2: His, his breakdown during their six one European scores was fucking ah. Oh. He actually did look like he wanted. did he, he, he try and quit?
0: Yeah he, yeah, he he tried to quit on air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. That, here's, here's the thing with that. That's, Let, the, that's, that's a level of journalism, in. though. That's a level of journalism with TV punditry. Is that like you're not actually getting people in who know the stuff. You're getting people in who have an opinion. And for people like. Patrice Evans and Micka Richards, who are fucking hilarious. They're brilliant on TV. But, like, you can't then have it your own way where you go, like, you'll switch then to, like, the debate. And you have Paul Merson going, oh, I don't know but this Liverpool team, Jeff, fucking whatever your name is, you know? It doesn't, like, he says this every single week. He's, like, literally, that was the... Jeff, se- that,
2: then Jeff, Jeff will just break down the roof of the fucking stadium. I'll tell you all. I'll tell you all.
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> like, literally, that was the conversation for, like, a lot of, like, a lot of the Liverpool's title running was, like, "Can they keep it up?" They're fifteen points clear. Yes. <laughs> Stop asking. <laughs> and to your point about like stuff like like the, like think pieces like that, where like it, there is always like a source of intelligent, well-researched writing. It is lazy, but it's also like the fact that sometimes we're the, the, the blame for that as well because people will constantly click on to see what's happening with Ozil, what's happening with Ronaldo, what's happening with Barca. It is a constant like trend and this is what people running papers see. Like they're seeing that there is like these just cavalcade of anonymous people who want to know where Ozil is at every single point in their lives. It's, it's, it's a cause yeah, and effect. I think if you, you start people at that. The,
2: you don't rise to the clickbait. You can't I rise don't agree. to agree.
0: clickbait. You've got I totally to go agree. Above
2: it. Go, yeah. go around it.
0: Absolutely. If you starve them of that and give them another interesting story, like, okay, let's say Nomez Lozal, what about Al Neni. Why is he certainly back in the team? Let's talk about Neni and how he's good in that team. Why he's I, certainly playing a number 10 I, role. I
1: genuinely answer. would love someone to do a deep dive into the return of Neni because he has not been terrible and he's actually been quite enjoyable to watch when he's, he's been, playing. He's never
2: been terrible. That's the. He's never been
1: terrible. Like, yeah. we saw him live and... Yeah. um I I loved him as a player. I thought like he has a whack on him better than a jackaboom, um, <laughs> and he's seen in the last few That's matches. for he... the fucking
2: podcast. Whack-a-boom, yeah. <laughs> <Whack-a-boom>. <laughs> um, he
1: uh, yeah, he has a good, some good like slide passes as well. Like he's put like really like cut cutting pass uh, cutting defense. Yes. Oh my god, what am I trying to say? Defense cutting passes. There we go. Hey, um, it's like catchphrase. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah we're definitely hitting the two-hour mark on this uh, so, uh
0: <laughs> that's it you
1: know, i would love to do a deep dive i'd love to see journalists take up like you know wh- what happened what did he- i actually didn't follow him too much when he was off in turkey yeah. so i would my, actually my... love to see how he got on and how he impressed to come back and i mm-hmm. you know come on i'm gonna call out there to journalists do a yeah. deep dive for me my I'm, point I'm, is, deep is deep that, deep that won't happen
2: because it's all just lazy horse shit. And I'm just going like I just don't care anymore about it, you know. There's a reason why mainstream journalism is getting absolutely slaughtered by subscription services because mm-hmm. the subscription services don't run into a lot of the clickbait, but they still do. You you still do get a lot of clickbaity bullshit articles on the Athletic. Yeah, yeah. just like you know, like I'm like oh, all right then, but they're much easier to stop. They're much easier to spot. There, it's very obvious. that Yes. Also,
1: their algorithm kind of figures, oh, you haven't clicked on this type of stuff in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna promote something else. I think the. Are a bit but, also more, when,
2: um... but also when you when you're looking through the athletic and you see fucking I think it's Daniel Taylor who did an article saying all oh, people should pay Manchester what Manchester City have done deserves a lot more respect and everybody is just jealous. I'm just going like that was literally the headline was you're all just jealous of City uh, admit it and I'm going like. What the fuck is this doing here? Did I click the sun The sword overhauled their
0: website to make it look like the Athletic because He just right, rips uh... off his mask and it's fucking Duncan Castles all along. Like exactly,
2: yeah. <laughs> but, I made it. But that type of shit, like it, it's just it, it's just mad. It's just yeah, mad. Yeah. but yeah, it's just lazy journalism and the whole fence sitting bullshit as well. It's like, oh, Yeah. I'm just I, I just I just I'm I'm watching more games on mute now. And I'm just, Mm. um, because nobody's, like, it's so mad that in a season where you've got everything to talk about, they've got
0: nothing to say. It's mad, isn't it? Like, literally no one is, like, again, it's it's always that kind of tired argument. Because, like, you you can either go, like, well, why is this big team doing well? Or maybe see why Aston Villa is doing well. Talk about them. That's an interesting story. Marcelo Bielsa's lead. Patrick Bamford. Why is Bamford suddenly scoring goals and (laughs) good in the championship? There's a deep dive. Why is Bamford suddenly coming good in the Premier League? Another one. It, this is so easy, but again, it's the, I don't know, is it because it's niche? Is it because there's no fucking Bamford stands? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know where you start with it. Anyway. Um,
2: Bamford's, Bamford's successful now because he's a Chelsea reject.
0: Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> and is a, uh, as we all know, Ireland's uh, <laughs> last great <laughs> hope. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we'll ever get that desperate to, to recruit Paddy Bamford, but yeah. Wait, did you know that, It. No, I did not. He can declare for Ireland. Yeah. He's half Irish.
1: Uh, well, the name of Patrick, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he. Don't no worry, you
2: see him in that. You see him in that New Jersey. You'll forget all about it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's uh, let's decide who our cod is then. Um, I have to say, I'm with Neil on the football journalism point of view. Ooh, um, love... uh,
1: yeah. I'm going to say uh, football journalism.
2: Ooh. I'm going to go with the with... FAI because um, I've I've just recently finished. I I've, I'd finished champagne football and I just it's just such a fucking glorious horrible
0: car crash oh. yeah i think i um, think there, there is it, a it, perhaps a physically draining book to read yes i think so it's um, a physically
2: a mentally draining book to read it's like ah, oh, you just put through the ringer by the end of,
0: mm.
1: yeah no oh, you need I... to take a break after every chapter i find it
0: yeah, yeah, same here, same here. I, I I, think there's definitely enough scope to do like a book review of it during the interlow. I think that would be just... Oh,
1: just 100%, to, yeah.
0: Just yeah. to eulogize the FAI and for Irish football once and for all. Because let's face it, after you read this book, you know for sure it's never coming back. Like, we might as well just be taking over the fucking Faroe <laughs> while and to be easier. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, yeah, so uh, football journalism is a the winner there. And Neil, and Neil, you went for the FAI. So, yeah, all, all smiles all around there. And um, that's the end of our show, guys. Uh, yep. Despite having no football, we, we managed to get something out of this podcast. So, that's good. Um, so, <laughs> hopefully, we'll have more actual football to talk about next week. And um, there's at least the promise of some the resurgence West Ham against Liverpool, United Arsenal, you know, and there's football happening in an hour. So, you know, anything can happen, lads. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. exciting. So, uh, right, and so uh, we'll leave it there then. So, thank you very much for listening. If you have, uh, by all means, subscribe to us on Spotify and follow us on Spotify so you can get updates on, uh, on our latest podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Monday Madness LP uh, if you want to keep in touch with everything we're doing from uh, from streams to podcasts to playthroughs to the whole lot. Uh, and perhaps you're watching the video version of this on the Nerds of us channel, uh, which is our side channel. If so, give us a subscription on either one. We greatly appreciate your support. Um, but, as always, uh, guys, thank you very much for listening. I've been Jonathan. That's been Neil. And that's been Burkbot. And until next time, that was Liquid Football.
1: What? Well, liquid Football!